Hello, wonderful people of the world. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Ridiculously Bored. bored. All right, David, I am jacked up. I have decided... You are jacked up? (laughs) Yeah. I have decided I want theme music going forward when I roll in. (laughs) When you roll in where? We have theme music. But just, no, like even my, oh yeah, you're right, we do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in my own, like when a baseball player goes to the plate. I was listening to, before we started, I was listening to Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh yeah. And it just, it amps me up. It makes me want to punch somebody in the face. Oh, you're the perfect target. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. All right, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. How was your weekend? How was your week? (laughs) My weekend was fantastic. We had a little boys trip, but I think we'll we'll talk about that throughout the episode. So, uh, yes. Other than that, uh, other and the fact that it's fucking pouring right now as we record this in Arizona, and it never ever ever rains here in Phoenix. I mean, it rains maybe twenty days a year. So, um, not only is it pouring, it is like lightning, thunder, the whole works. We're having a monsoon going on right now, which is uh, which is good. Because that means that uh, the, the temperature is cooler. So when it rains, it cools it down like 20 degrees, which is just amazing. Well, that leads into this weekend in Miami. We were juggling with uh, Tropical Storm Fred. Fred. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally have never met a Fred I like. And the person Ouch. whose nickname we use, whose actual name is Fred, knows who I'm talking about. Ouch. <laughs> um, no, so... We we get down there and all, the flights are all fucked up. The airport's fucked up. All of us oh, end yeah. up arriving later than we expected because I was four hours delayed on either side of my trip. Yeah, because Tropical Storm Fred was fucking with the airport arrivals, departures, all that kind of stuff. Fuck you, Fred. Yeah. So what was supposed to start really Thursday night became Thursday night at midnight. We all finally got together, mm-hmm. and so other than us bullshitting, talking for a couple hours. Um, we really didn't do anything on Thursday. So then Friday rolls around, and that's when the, the fun for the weekend starts. Yeah. Although <laughs> we talked last week, actually, we've been talking for multiple weeks about taking cameras and recording the trip. And yeah, we did none of that. There, were, yeah. there was no filming going on other than a few select moments. What happens in Miami stays in Miami, isn't it? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Until we're going to talk about it all right now. Right. So, I'm going to get right into it, dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so, at some point this weekend, you mentioned to me, I think it was you, might have been the other guy, but I think it was you who mentioned to me that midgets are known for having regular sized dicks. First of all, we cannot use the word midget. That's not okay. politically correct. I think little people is the correct term. I think dwarves is also an accurate term. I don't, know how I don't believe midget. Better. Yeah. All right, so we're not using the word midget. So when I say dwarfs, everybody knows I mean midget, but I'm not using the word midget. Or little people. Okay. So maybe little people with big dicks. That should be a fucking TV show that should have been on. <laughs> so where did you hear that? How did you come across that piece of information? Because I'm telling you right now, I'm not fucking Googling it to find out. I don't <laughs> want that shit in my history. You're not going to fact check me like you did all fucking weekend long with not everything that one. I said? Google got a workout this weekend when we were all together. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't I don't know where I heard that. Um 
I Did definitely saw it. it in per Whoa, hold on. No, I, I definitely saw it uh, back in the day when uh, it was popularized to email jokes around before, you know, you had text messaging and TikTok and all that other shit. Uh, we, we did have a work email with a bunch of guys on it when I worked uh, at, a, at a company that I worked at. I will not say the name, but um, it wasn't uncommon for dirty jokes and images and videos to get passed around. And I do remember catching a glimpse of some action that showed a, a little person uh, and he was very, very uh, anatomically correct and uh, his... His, his man parts were normal size. Let's just put it that way. Let me tell you, I don't know what fucking email threads you were on, but at best I got like the dwarf bowling, midget bowling, but dwarf bowling with guys getting thrown down the lane. I was never receiving dwarf dick in the mail. All right. Email, I'm going to call bullshit on that because <laughs> I remember a conversation you and I had on, oh, Early in the podcast, episode, maybe episode four, episode five, about a certain act that involved a female and a horse. Oh, yeah, yeah. And within seconds, not only did you recognize it, you you texted me five minutes later, look, found it. Well, see, that's not even from my, um, my collection. Uh, Star Wars <laughs> heard the episode, and I had said on the episode that I couldn't find the one. <laughs> which I believe it was called Horse Blow. I keep getting this wrong, but I it think it's horse called gag. Horse Blow. Horse Gag. Yeah. And he immediately sends it to me, and he's like, this video? He's like, he had that <laughs> shit on. He had it on Saved. He had it on a, uh, a bookmark. But he had it everywhere. Who does that? Who saves that shit? Oh, I have now. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I send it to a few people, and I'm like, this is the shit in the old days. This is the only thing you could find on the internet. So what happens when your iCloud sinks and your kids are at home and the screensaver for the TV comes on and all of a sudden the video comes up? Then, then we tell them about when a mommy loves a daddy or a horse. <laughs> <laughs> when a mommy loves a horse. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, all right. So that was something I learned this weekend. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Anybody wants to Google it and let me know, that's fine. But I'm not Googling it on my computer. Um, maybe I'll use my work computer to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I I taught you something that I had learned on a podcast, which I oh, used the Jesus term Christ. docking. Oh. So for those, so why who, don't you explain what that is? Sure. So for those who don't know what that is, um, and it's actually one of the videos David took this weekend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> docking is when two guys put their dicks together, and one guy who has a foreskin envelops the other guy's penis that's called docking and i didn't see it anywhere i didn't read right. about it i actually heard it from kevin smith on one of his podcasts oh jeez. yeah because that guy's mental he's great yeah so so after i heard that i had to go to urban dictionary and uh and, and fact check you on that and while doing so i found a new segment for our show <laughs> <laughs> Because I came across some very interesting words that are sexual related that are absolutely crazy bonkers and I don't understand why they're actual words, but I thought it'd be fun to have a new word of the day. Yes. So should we save that for the next episode since we got so much no. in this one? I, I think I think we should do at least one this okay. episode. All right. Because I've got there right are plenty. It. We're ready All on right. the, the dick slippery slope here. We might as well keep going. <laughs> 
This one actually had me laughing out loud. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, a sexual act called the bus driver? I I have not. I can tell you, um, one of my cousins, Cheech, is probably like mm-hmm, bus driver. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he knows everyone I've ever mentioned to him. He's like, mm-hmm, yep, that's it. Yep. So here is the Urban Dictionary definition of the bus driver. While having sex doggy style, the left thumb is inserted into the receiver's rectum and turned from side to side, essentially driving the bus. The right hand reaches around and squeezes the right breast, honking the horn to alert patrons that the bus is coming. And don't forget to wave to the people waiting for the bus. (laughs) So hold on a second. You got a finger in the ass, a hand on the boob. What are you waving with (laughs) to the people? (laughs) After you honk the horn. Gotcha. All right. No, I've never heard that one. We also thought of another thing, which we'll, we'll do it in the next episode or a future episode, which was fake penalties that sound really dirty, but aren't, uh. or even penalties <laughs> that will give dirty names um, that could be football Th- penalties. Speaking of football penalties, we, we did watch a little bit of preseason football this weekend, so I think that got us going. Yes. All right. So while we watched football on TV, we actually went to a baseball game while we were there. Yeah. So the good thing is GQ got us tickets. So there's nothing better than paying $170 or so for third or fourth row back in a empty stadium. Um, the Miami Marlins average probably, I, my understanding it's always around this number, but it's 10, 11,000 people in a stadium that fits about 40,000 people. And I'm relatively sure if we got there earlier, we could have coached. They would have actually just let us get on the field. (laughs) So um, how did you like the stadium? What did you think of the team? All that stuff. And when was the last time you've been to a baseball game? Um, I go to Diamond. Every time the Mets are in town, I will go to a Diamondbacks game. So, um, and and that stadium's about, what, 20 years old now? 25 years old? So um, it's fairly new. Um, at least, you know, what, what used to be Bank One Paul Park is now, I think, Chase Field. The Bob, um, as they used to call yeah. it. Um, but I was not impressed even remotely with the Miami Marlins Stadium. In fact, I felt like it was something out of the 60s that was kind of redone. And I know Miami hasn't had a team, a baseball team at least, that long. So it's, I mean, their, their baseball team's only 30 years old. If that. Yeah. So, I mean, that stadium's fairly recent. It's not like it's something that should be out of style. But, man, it, it, it did not feel like a, like a fairly new um, baseball stadium for sure. So I was not impressed at all with that. Yeah. And so I thought it was rather ordinary as well. And the one thing that I thought was funny is that when we started talking about it, we were both convinced that they had to renovate an existing stadium. We're like, there's no way this was a complete new build. Yeah. And it turns out it was a complete new build. Did you Google it? No. Oh, yeah, later. Oh, that's crazy. The one thing that makes it not look like a really old stadium is that it doesn't have any um, restricted views, right? Because that's when you when you go to the old stadiums, there's fucking beams in the middle of like seats and stuff like that. So that's <laughs> one thing. It, it didn't have any of that. You could walk around the whole stadium and see everything. But I felt the same way. I just thought it was such an ordinary stadium. I didn't think what about there was the anything roof, special though? about it. The roof was it was a covered stadium which is a good thing cuz we were in the middle of a tropical storm and mm-hmm. it was raining outside during the game that so shit it had was spread. yeah it was a covered stadium and the rafters were so low that 
I was at the second or third inning, somebody popped up to the middle of the field. It looked like it went over one of the rafters and came down on the other side. That's how low it was. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be as bad as, I guess, the Tampa Rays Stadium, which had to make rules for when shit hit speakers and overhead stuff and rafters because it happened so frequently. Yeah. But yeah, it just, I don't know, it was just, I'm sorry, Miami, just was not an impressive stadium. Um, and look, I don't, I don't think uh, City Field, which is, you know, Shea Stadium, I still call it Shea Stadium. Yeah. I, I just, it's a big stadium. I don't think that's anything that special either. While, um, really? And that's brand new. I mean, that's what, yeah. less than 10 years old. About. And um, I still am really impressed with Camden Yard. That was a pretty nice stadium for the Baltimore Orioles. And that's been around for like 100 years. Yeah, that was one of the first new bills that replicated an old style, but with a lot of the new um stadium benefit oh so it's so it, they actually redid it no no it was like kind of modeled after something old you know it's like when um the corvette comes out and it's like based on our 1950 classic you know shit like that oh i see what you're saying so it's not as old as i'm thinking i thought yeah. it was like old like super super old like no. the old yankee city it's still it's prob probably 40 years old already no that's crazy yeah did you you want to talk about the bet uh the the, the bed <laughs> bet the bed bet. <laughs> so it, it appears. So when we go to Vegas, we, we usually get one room. I'm a, I'm a big stickler for this because, look, we can all afford our own rooms, as you know. But I'm a big believer in I think it's more fun if we're all in one room or connected room. The last couple of times we went, we've had trouble getting connected rooms. But I'm a big believer in everybody in one room. So with that comes sometimes four adults in two beds. So at GQ's place in Miami... It has two rooms, but the guest room, which was our room, um, it just, the bed seems so small to me. Supposedly that's the kind of bed we normally get at the hotel. So we said, look, one night I'll sleep on the bed. The other night you'll sleep on the bed and somebody will sleep on the couch. And then we decided, hey, let's bet the third night on the baseball game. So you got to pick the team. Mm -hmm. I didn't get I any. Took the home team. Yeah, he took the home team, um, which they're both atrocious, to be fair. Yeah, I didn't get any. By the way, runs. the other team was the Cubs. Yeah, Chicago Cubs. The Cubs, who were in the middle of I think a seven or eight game losing streak at that point. Um, a couple games they had lost by ten runs, yeah. but I didn't guess for any runs or anything like that. Partly because, as it turns out, neither you nor I know how to bet on baseball. Because <laughs> 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 you said to me. Well, it's like minus one one thirty five. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck that means. Yeah, I'm I have like, no idea what that is either. I I'm still, like, gonna, I still haven't looked it, up. it. Yeah, it's like we're just gonna pick them. <laughs> yeah. So thankfully, uh, my team won the game. I did not have to sleep on the couch the uh, the third night. How was the couch? Um, it's about as uncomfortable as you think it would be. <laughs> it was one of those couches that looked nice. But wasn't meant for like, you know, it, it was meant to look nice. Yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't meant to, to be a comfy couch. It's one of those couches that you see in like modern art couch magazine that it's like this this uh, fancy design and it has a pillow that's about the size of a cotton swab, right? So it's not, it, it's a nice couch, don't get me wrong, but it's definitely not a, I'm going to lounge around on this couch all day and watch football. That's not the kind of couch it is. Although we did that one day. Yes. So with I don't I don't like to lose things in general. And as you already mentioned, there was a lot of arguing slash Google research on the fact fly. Checking. Yeah, fact <laughs> checking um, as we were going. 
So after the baseball game, we go to this restaurant. It was a nice restaurant um, called Prohibition. If anybody's down <laughs> in Miami and if they want to go there, very, very nice restaurant. Middle of the fucking ghetto, I'll tell you that, but it's a really nice restaurant. Um, and so we go there. We're eating dinner. We got a few different things. And one of the things you were, each of us ordered our own thing and each of us ordered a tapas, basically. Right. So what did you order? Gosh, it was something called shrimp garlic chicken, I think, uh, or shrimp garlic pasta, garlic shrimp pasta, something like that. It right. was basically like rigatoni, shrimp, and this unfreaking believably amazing garlic sauce that did not have any cream whatsoever in it. Hold on. Low down. <laughs> we're not sure of that at this point. Oh, we are sure. So... I'm like, well, that sauce is, it, it tastes rich. I had a lactate anyway, but I'm like, that sauce tastes rich. Yeah. For those of you that don't remember from earlier episodes, Mike is lactose intolerant. Yes. I'm also David intolerant after this weekend. <laughs> As it stands. <laughs> so a- after trying a little bit of it, I'm like, well, I think that might have cream sauce. I'm going to ease off on it. So you're swearing up and down. You're like, it doesn't have fucking cream sauce. I know what cream tastes like. You're talking about hues of color, shades of color. You're like, well, it was this color pink, maybe, or this color red, maybe. But based on the fact that it's this color, it can't have cream in it. So those are all the things you're telling me. No, I didn't say that. I said it doesn't have cream in it. Fact. Yeah. So we asked the waiter, and we asked him to go check in the back. We said, look, can you just do us a favor? Can you please go ask the chef You know what exactly is in this? And he's like, well... He goes, I don't need to ask him. It has this, this, and this, all of which were not cream. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, all right, thanks. So he leaves. A couple minutes later, I uh, have to go to the bathroom, as it turns out. Hold on. Let's tell this story from a different perspective. Okay, go ahead. About 10 minutes later, the waiter comes back and says, oh, I checked with the chef, and it does have a little bit of cream in it. And both GQ and I went, Bullshit! Look at the va- look at his face. He looks like he's lying. And I had noticed that when you went to the bathroom, you had kind of slide towards the kitchen, and I saw that you were talking to our waiter. You fucker! At a side note, I actually never went to the bathroom. I only went to talk to the waiter. <laughs> I tried to get no. It's his fucking fault because I tried to get him to come into the hallway where the bathroom is, but he never made eye contact with me. And so because he never made eye contact with me, I eventually had to walk up to him. And I said, as I handed him a $20 bill, I want you to tell the guy in the hat that this has cream in it. (laughs) As I come over in a few minutes, tell him it has cream, and I walked away. So I sit down. Now, going back to my perspective, I sit down. You guys don't say anything. So I don't know if you saw me or not. I was assuming you didn't at at this time. So when he comes out and says, Oh, no, there's cream in it. And you and GQ start berating him. <laughs> I, I believe GQ said, you're a fucking liar to the guy. And put, and put him on the spot where he got so nervous that he just froze. And then you started going, I saw you talk to him when you went to the bathroom. What did you say to him when you went to the bathroom? <laughs> so the guy in a state of panic just freezes. Doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything. And walks away because he's so nervous at this point. Yeah. And so then I, I like turn to him as he's walking away. I'm like, you could have stood a little longer your ground before you gave. I'm like, they had no proof I gave you anything. He folded like a fucking taco. Yeah. <laughs> so it was worth a try. You lying bastard. <laughs> Technically, if he came over and he believed it, 
And is it lying? Whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anything you would do to prove to be right, even when you're wrong. Yeah, it cost me twenty bucks, and I got nothing out of it. And you got dick out of it. <laughs> I didn't even go to the. I didn't even get dick. I would have been fine with dick. We could have died. <laughs> <sighs> so. Anyways, we, we basically ate our way through Miami because of the weather. We didn't get to go to the beach or anything like that. So uh, it it wasn't a successful Miami trip because Miami in the summer is gorgeous. I would have loved mm -hmm. to go to the beach, gone to South Beach, which we were not too far from. We didn't get to go do any of that. We could have went to the Keys. Ugh, it sucked, man. Yeah, and anytime we thought about doing something outside, we were like, oh, you know what? It, it, it's breaking. It looks pretty good. And then like when we get ready to go outside, dark clouds, rain. Thankfully, you know, to be fair, we only got caught out in the rain once and it was like half a block from the apartment. So not that bad, but there was constant dark stop of rain. Nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, we weren't in the depths of a hurricane. Actually, the worst of it was when we were in the stadium, that buckets were coming down when we were in the yeah. stadium, but we were in a dome. So we didn't even get hit with it that bad. Yeah. So we got we got pretty lucky, but it still uh, it still cut the uh, the fun short a little bit. All right. So one thing I didn't talk to you about there, and I only briefly talked to GQ about it when we were arguing about it. Um, you know, he has a girl there that he's he met I don't know a while ago. Be careful. I think she's a new subscriber. Maybe she came out with us once. Nothing against her. She came out with us once and. Um, another time on Sunday and she look, let me, don't get me wrong. She's super nice, super pretty, super nice, super friendly. Like I have no issues with her, but GQ wanted to involve her in a lot more things. How did you feel about that? Cause I made my views clear. How did you feel about that? You made your views very clear. <laughs> if, if I put myself in his shoes, which I always try to do in situations like this, um, he doesn't get to see her very often. He lives in New York. She does not. She lives in Miami. So the only time he gets to see her is when he's there. Um, and he, you know, he only goes there a couple times a month. I, I, you know what? I was cool with it. I'm like, look, if you want to go spend the night at her place, um, no guarantees your apartment's going to be in one piece when you get back. But <laughs> I, I, you know what? It, it didn't, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me at all. Well, so that's where we're different. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly it bothered you. So, so much so that you know he had he had said he was going to bring her over to the apartment, and like I and I actually suggested him go to her place. I, I don't that wouldn't have bothered me. Like if he was just like, hey, yeah, we're all going to bed. I'm going over there now. See you guys tomorrow morning. That wouldn't have bothered. Me. Um, but you know, one of the nights just before we went to bed, he brought up that he was going to bring her over one of the nights and they were going to hang out. And I'm like, oh, it's a fucking supposed to be a guy. <laughs> this is exactly what I said. Supposed to be a fucking guy's trip. Good night. <laughs> I went to bed. Because it was I was going to bed anyway. It wasn't like I huffed out of the room in a fit. It was literally as I was going to bed, it came up. So then thankfully the next morning, because I I thought it was gonna be a, a go in the morning. It would be like, Would you like some eggs, motherfucker? Because this is what we're gonna talk about while we're eating eggs. Um, but he said, Yeah, you know what, you're right. I, I probably shouldn't bring her here where you guys are here. He's like, Maybe I'll go to her place. But we're like, Yeah, if you want to do that, go ahead. I don't know. I just I just felt it was weird because you know, similar, we don't get to hang out that much. Not only you and I, but even he and I, because his schedule is so crazy. You know, I haven't been in the city in forever. So it, it's an effort to get both of our schedules aligned. And so I just felt it was like, I don't know, I, I, that's not my thing for the guy's trip. So that that I wasn't crazy about it. Let's say that. Well, 
it would have been different if we went somewhere else that she didn't live, right? Like if we went to Vegas and he was like, hey, she's going to meet us out there. Then we're like, come on, man. Then like, just let's just do the trip a different time then. Like you can go out to Vegas and hang out with her and, and we'll go out a time where we can all hang out. Yeah. So, but you sound like a jealous little bitch right now. Maybe. Maybe that is it. Maybe I'm butthurt as the, uh, the old. <laughs> um, one of the things that we talked about while we were in Miami, funny that it came up randomly was <laughs> which one of us grew up poorer? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because like I don't, I I never thought about it because I always just think that you know I've said over and over one of the benefits of growing up poor is you're all in the same boat, right? There's no black, there's no white, there's no Hispanic, there's no Chinese. You're all poor. That fucking supersedes everything else. <laughs> And so, you know, growing up, we hang out, we hung out with a lot of diverse backgrounds because that's who was in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we started talking, and you you had said you think you might have grew up poorer, uh, um, not not poorer than poorer than you. Your your parents owned a house. We yeah. we we rented a a rent controlled apartment for four hundred dollars a month. Yeah, well, yeah. GQ paid for his own jeans growing up. So yeah, he has that. Yeah. Um, it was something I never thought about, right? Because then it, it becomes, uh, what is it, shades of gray, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we got the government subsidy, the government cheese, the government sauce, the government milk, all that shit. You know, you did as well. And so it was just, it was an interesting fact. And, you know, I, I once talked to a friend of mine who I worked with, and, and she was like, oh, we grew up pretty poor. And then we started talking, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to correct that. We didn't grow up poor. <laughs> she's yeah. like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think... I think we grew up, I don't know, it is, I have a hard time calling it poor because even in our neighborhood, there were people that were way worse off than we were. So, so growing up, from that perspective, it was middle class, right? Because right. I felt like we're, we're not getting the worst of it. There are people that literally live you know, 20 yards away from my doorstep that are getting a, the worst of it. And, and think of that whole apartment complex across the way which right. was, I think, also rent-controlled. So, uh, yeah, and that was, I mean, I, I feel like those people were way poorer than we were. Yeah, well, and I have no proof, but I think that was people's first step when they get out of prison was that house next to you, which was across the <laughs> street from me, so I'm not, it's not yeah. like I'm throwing stones at you that I was, like, in my mansion down the road. It was no, but you had me right next to you. You had a house, you had your own yard, you had garages, you had all that other shit. Yeah. So you, you were rich. Yes, and we were also mind. land rich as the lot next to us was empty. And I think I've told the story before. Yeah. <laughs> My dad just kept moving the fence every year. So he <laughs> went from a, just using numbers, a 10 by 10 lot to by the time they caught him, it was like 10 by 40. <laughs> he just kept moving the fence out every year when he did his garden. Yeah, your dad had had quite, it, it went, I wouldn't even call it a garden. It went from a garden to a plantation over the course of like 10, 20 years. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, so you also had told a story when we were together about, uh, you know, I, I like telling stories about my wife who puts her foot in her mouth all the time. Mm. Um, you had told a story about yelling at, I think it was your boss's son at a job. This, this is one of those foot in mouth, uh, uh, you know, stories where, you know, I started working at this agency and, uh, you know, we've talked about on the show about like Tourette syndrome and Asperger's and all that other stuff. And, you know, we kind of made light of it. Um, 
I worked at this agency for like three days. I was in charge. I was like a VP of sales or whatever. And sales wasn't my thing, but I knew enough about technology and the web to be good at it. So I'm in the office. This is like day two, day three. And um, I have I have my own little office. And then outside of my office, there's a, there's a group of developers that all have their desks. And I'm, you know, on the phone smiling and dialing, right? I've got to call people I've never met before and try and get them to buy you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of development uh, effort from from this team of developers so that I can help pay their salary and also help pay my salary. Well, I'm on the phone with a customer or a potential customer and all of a sudden I hear, you motherfucking cunt, God damn it, fucking, and it's just like some dude is just going off and I don't know anyone's names yet, right? So I immediately shut my door and then finish the conversation with the potential client who is now never going to be a client because they overheard what was happening in the background and they're like, dude, I don't know what you got going on or where you're calling from, but I gotta go. I'm not interested in anything right. you're selling. So I hang up the phone and I'm fucking pissed and I open the door and I still hear this dude, you fucking douchebag motherfucker. And I'm like, what the fuck? So um, I wait till he's off the phone. All right, he's on the phone. I wait till he's off the phone, and I went. Now that sales pitch went. What the fuck was that? And I was just about to launch into like a tirade of how the fuck am I supposed to sell what you guys are doing if you know this is what's happening? And the uh, the 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 president who I reported to at the time runs out of his office. He goes and he goes, no 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 stop 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 hold on hold on hold on just let it go just let it go. I'm like, are you serious? He's like. Just come in my office. So I went into his office and he shut the door and he went, look, that's the owner's son. By the way, this guy is like, I don't know, 50, 60 years old. That's the owner's son. And he has Asperger's and a little bit of Tourette's and he just, he can't control it. And I'm like, oh fuck, man. I feel like an asshole now. Did you know where you were going to get fired? Um, no, because my boss stopped it before I like just went off on this dude. But as it turns out, he's the fucking nicest guy you've ever met. Like totally would be friends with this guy. And it just so happens that he has no filter. So he's on the phone with a customer of theirs who is just being a total a-hole about something that they built. So but what he's doing is he's not yelling at the customer. He keeps pressing the mute button and 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 voicing his what's on his mind mm. verbally very loud albeit in the office while the customer is on mute but little did he know that my potential customer uh was not on mute and heard it and uh so anyways i i it was one of those embarrassing moments where i'm like all right i guess this is the new reality this is this is where i'm working did you at all say to this guy, say, look, my friend Michael has the guy who runs his mouth all the time. <laughs> we got that covered. I don't yeah. need another one of those. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, when I got home from Miami, um, I think it was the next night, there was a shooting uh, in the town I lived in for about 11 years, one town over, in the mall. And so for those who don't know, you know, I live in Connecticut and not that far from Sandy Hook, which was... Jeez, I think it's about 10 years ago now. Yeah, it's been there well. was the school shooting where about 20-ish kids got killed, a couple teachers, the, the guy who did it and his mother. Hold um, on. For all you conspiracy theorists, if you believe that Sandy Hook didn't happen, um, please turn off the podcast and go away. Yeah, Thank you. And go to David's other pod, I guess, sponsored by QAnon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So um, it, it ends up being so like Sandy Hook was a totally different thing, right? It was a fucking an attack where a guy had all these guns, all this other shit. So this, luckily, it seems, was just some kids arguing, and a fourteen-year-old kid shot another like fourteen-year-old kid. Oh wow! But it's still, it's you know, it's in my backyard. So yeah, it's, that's sucks that's a little that crazy. Um, and you know, like one of the reasons why we don't live someplace like New York City is because of all the problems they've had over the past. But yeah, yeah but it's it's that's the thing though. Um, when you look at like Sandy Hook, you look at Columbine, you look at you know Danbury. Like all of these things are happening, not in Detroit, not in Chicago, not in New York City. By the way, they're also happening there, but uh, it's one thing where you expect it. You know, I think Chicago right now has the highest murder rate in the country over yeah, the last Chicago's couple of years because it's up, been dude. fucking really <laughs> bad, right? Um, so people, you know, you 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 understand like, hey, I'm not gonna go to the city at night. I'm not gonna walk around by myself. I'm not gonna pick a fight with a random stranger. Like, you just know that. But when you live out in, in, in rural America and something like that happens, you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to like protect my family against that when I, I don't know when it's gonna happen? It's not like there's a block I can avoid right. when somebody brings a, a gun to a mall and opens fire. Yeah. Where I live, in theory, I supposed to have a better chance of hitting a deer with my car than somebody getting shot. Right? That's the kind of area yeah. we live in. Yeah. So we'll see. Have you ever walked around in uh in downtown uh San Francisco at night? Uh I haven't in a very, very long time. But is that where you met your husband? Uh no. So <laughs> there's a uh there's a distinct area of downtown San Francisco called the Tenderloin. It's just one of those districts that has a name because it used to be like a meatpacking district type area. Um, no longer fits that bill, but it is well known as one of the most violent and uh, like, you know, most criminal activity section of the city. And it's just like a couple block radius. It's one of those things where you're at a pub, you go from one pub to the next pub, you go across the street to a nightclub and you make a left turn and oh shit. Like you're in the tenderloin and cop pulls by and is like, excuse me, what are you doing here? Officer, I'm trying to go home. You're in the wrong neighborhood. What do you mean I'm in the wrong neighborhood? How do you know? You're not supposed to be here because if you're a white guy and you're here at 11 o'clock at night, you don't know where you are. You need to leave. Yeah. Like you need to go back, make a left, make a right, go two blocks down the street. You're in the wrong area. Like that's how bad it was. So- First of all, is there any way we can get like some block numbers or something so I don't have to, we don't have to call it the tenderloin? <laughs> it's just awkward. Actually, if you look it, it up on Google Maps, like it actually says the tenderloin in that yeah. area. I'll look up tenderloin and dwarf penises and see what I get. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned about, about being in the wrong neighborhood. When I was in Alabama once during, during my uh, not in school and I was working conventions. Wow, Alabama. One, Holy yeah. fuck. One night I had this massive headache and I went downstairs in my hotel and I'm like, I, I need some fucking aspirin. Do you have aspirin? And they're like, no. They're like, there's convenience stores down the road, but we don't have any aspirin. I'm like, all right, how far? And he's like, well, it's a five minute walk. I don't recommend it, you know, but five minute walks. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to walk down the street. I'm from New York. Yeah. I'm indestructible. And I, I don't know if I've ever told this story before on the, on the podcast. So I'm walking down oh, the street. I've never heard the story before. So, so I'm walking down the street and there is. Four guys in a car that no joke look like they're out to rob a bank. Period. They just look like they're out to rob a bank. They lock their door as I walk past. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh. I'm like that, that's interesting. So I keep walking. I go to the store. I buy the thing. I come back. The guy sees me come in, and now it's been about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. So he's like, oh, did you, you know, get a taxi there? And I'm like, he's like, you've been gone a while. And I'm like, no, I ended up walking. You said it was only a couple minutes. He's like, where did you go? And I told him what street. He's like, you walked down that street? So I'm like, yeah, why? And he goes, let me tell you right now. And then I told him the story. I was like, yeah, you know what's really weird? Four young guys in a car who looked like they were out to cause trouble, I said, actually locked the door when I walked past. So he said, for you to walk down that street, they either thought you were fucking crazy, mm -hmm. a cop, or a mix of both. They're like, because white guys do not walk down that street alone at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> so, yeah, same type thing. Like, uh, that was my version of the tenderloin. Alabama tenderloin. Sounds like it could be an album. <laughs> I think I think tenderloin means something else in, in rural Alabama. <laughs> Definitely means something else in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you ever have one of those great out of context have, uh, something happen and you're like, you have to stop and like immediately correct the person? I'm going to give you an example. Thursday, actually, before my flight in Miami, I had to be in the office for something. We were having some um, partner get together that was either like, look, you're either here in person or not. We're not doing it over Zoom or, or FaceTime or uh, Microsoft Teams. It's in person or you don't get it at all. So I'm like, well, I want to see it. So I want to know what this is about. So I went in. Now, I've seen a couple people I haven't seen in literally a year and a half, right, in person. See them on mm -hmm. calls all the time. So we're sitting and I have two sodas in front of me. I have two Cokes in front of me uh, or uh, Diet Coke or whatever. Um, and so I poured them. So one of the guys says, and there's about 10 people in the room. Who I don't know. Guy says, oh, I see you still got that Coke habit, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hold on. <laughs> he, he means soda. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to point that out. Uh -huh. So it was something that was just so awkward to have said in the office, but totally innocent. But I thought it was pretty funny. You ever have one of those incidents that you can think of offhand? Yeah, not that I can think of offhand, but uh, I've ha have have had those experience where where somebody kind of comes in mid sentence or mid conversation, and they're like, "What the fuck did I just walk into?" <laughs> in fact, I've done that a few times too, where I'm like, "Whoa, what are we talking about?" So one last thing with GQ and I were discussing when you weren't there yet. Um, so I'm curious on your take on this. So. My firm, you have to retire in the year you turn 62, right? You, or you can take a step down. You can't be a partner anymore. You can take a step down. And basically all the firms, the big firms that, have. I thought like, isn't that forced retirement? Isn't that illegal? Like, Not in companies like this. Huh. Um, so, well, clearly it's not because they do it, but it sounds well, it's really also sketch. The reason why it's not illegal is because it's not ageism. You're not picking and and saying certain people you're trying to get retired because they're old or not. It's a standard practice. Yeah, you're saying so everybody. Everybody. 62. So yeah. I don't give a fuck if you were a rock star or horrible, 62, you're out. So it came up, GQ and I were talking, and it came up. And, you know, one of the reasons why my firm, you know, you get beat on for all the years you're there is because it has a great pension for the part, right? Like, you know, I can make easily six figures in my retirement per year mm -hmm. until I die, which... Uh, Knowing the way I live will probably be shortly after I retire. So, <laughs> so that is, is that off of, um, so that's a pen, that's like a 401k type pension. I, uh, I, no, I know it it's not 401k. Defined, I know it would be like a defined benefit pension. So, right. it's, so that's in addition years. to any investments you made for retirement. Correct. Oh, Correct. That's pretty fucking sweet. So, it, right. So that's my point. I, that was one of my points that I was discussing with GQ was. 
you know, I'm positioning myself when I turn 62 and I have to retire that I, I shouldn't have to work anymore. Kids will be just one finished school, though if he's anything like me, maybe not. <laughs> um, nah. One kind of in entering into the last little bit of school, the house will be paid off. You know, we won't really have any of those big things left. You know, at that point, you sell the house, fucking downsize, live off the house money too if you want. All that stuff that goes along with it. And I'm like, I'm positioning myself to not have to work again once I turn 62. If I want to, maybe. But the goal is hopefully not to work anymore. Still, 62 is only three years from like a normal retirement. So, right. I mean, it's not like, you know, you're, you know, you're that far off. Right. Well, and you got a lot of people who like fucking work into their 70s or 80s because they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. So GQ's argument was he doesn't think he's going to want to retire. He might take a easier position, but he's not going to want to retire. So my question to you is, if you get to a point where it's your retirement age, whatever number you want to call it, whether it's 55, 60, 65, whatever, and you don't have to work, do you think you'd still keep working? Um, it's a trick question because, um, I always find ways, I always find hobbies that earn me money. Um, and, and still to this day I do my, my side hustle is always like hobbies, like video production and stuff like that. Like I, I put a few videos up on YouTube and on Facebook and all of a sudden I've got more video production work than I can handle. And it's all of a sudden it's a second job. So, um, I don't see it the same way that you do. I don't have a, be a pension benefit, right? I've got a 401k, I've got investments, I've got my crypto and all that other shit, right? Um, and, and, if, and if I talk to my financial advisor, those things are trending fantastic, right? So when I turn 65, I won't have to work. Um, I think the correct term is financially independent. Okay. That's my backup plan. Okay. If, if nothing else pans out for me over the next 18 years, all right, I will still be able to retire when I'm 65 because I have that working for me. All right. Assuming, I don't know, Russia doesn't nuke us and the market blows up and the economy collapses. If, if everything keeps going the way that it has for the last 150 years, uh, I'll be financially independent by the time I'm 65. Yeah, we right. just we just lost the Russian listeners. Thanks. Nah. <laughs> um, but my goal, always being the aggressor that I am, is to be financially independent long before I retire. Um, at which point I will not work because I have to work. I will work on my hobbies, which earn me money. So, um, so that's my plan. My plan is not to stick around in an office until I'm 65. My plan is to become financially independent long before then, and then have my, you know, have my, uh, my, my retirement, you know, funds, uh, be my backup plan. Yeah. See, you're, you're a little bit different, right? You'll get side projects, things like that. It's funny for me being a partner in the firm, it's, anything in the accounting world that I could possibly do, I have to turn that money over to the firm. So if I help some random company on something and they pay me, I have to turn that money over to the firm. And yeah, I know all you dirtbags out there are like, well, just keep it how they ever gonna know. Well, one of the things they can do is we get audited every couple of years. You know, you don't fuck with accountants, we, we get audited as well. Yeah, they just have to look at your tax returns. They'll audit, they get our tax returns, they look at our um, investments. So I actually, this year I got selected for an internal audit. And so I had to provide my tax returns 
every uh, W-2 that goes along with it. So like I don't get a W-2 as a partner, but my wife does. But mm-hmm. And any 1099s. So that shit, like if I was doing some books for somebody, they would pay me on a 1099. That's obviously if it wasn't cash, but if they paid me on a 1099, all of that shit get, gets reported and they would find it. Yeah. For for the non-educated uh, tax folks, uh, 1099 is what, uh, if you do any contract work, the, the company has to give you a 1099 showing how much they paid you for their tax records. But as a result of them claiming to have paid you, you now have to claim to have been paid and obviously pay taxes on that income. Yeah. And let me tell you, 30 or 40 years ago, you could have did whatever the fuck you want because the IRS was all fucked up. Yeah, now with not anymore. Yeah, with all the systems, they immediately check stuff between social security numbers and it's like instantaneous. You know, I, I've gotten once where I got a letter from the IRS with something like was 10 bucks off. And they were like, uh, you know, our computer check came up that this is $10 off and you should have been like, you got to fucking be kidding me. Like you just paid more to get that done and get me the letter than if you just said, oh, it's clearly just a fucking typo. Yeah. But I mean, that's government workers for you. So we lost yeah. the government workers. So at least you have a plan. I, I know tons of people like my dad who never had a plan. Mm-hmm. As a result, he's now living month to month off of his social security and, and can't, you know, can't afford to do anything other than what he's doing right now. So having a plan is, uh, is, is definitely well advised. Yeah. Well, he's, um, he's blowing all of his money on TVs. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you? Yeah, I did. I did tell you. You told me think... TV five. Yes, you said it. You yes, said it TV on number five is down. For the folks keeping track, number five is down. Yeah, number five got screwed for uh, yes, pun intended. Literally, did we talk about that last episode? We I don't did. even remember we anymore. Did. Okay, so, moving on. So let's say then. All right. So that's the retirement kind of strategy. So here, here's the problem. You talk about what what is defined as financially independent, and that's when you know they. Sometimes you hear people call it fuck you money, right? Where you don't yeah. need anybody else and like, look, if I don't have a job starting today, I can live the rest of my life without any... Well, um, no, hold on, hold on. Fuck you money is not financially independent. Well, no, I know. But well, that, that's, that was going to be my next question. So... Yeah. I would love to have in, fuck you money. Let's say in 10 years, you're financially independent where you, you estimate that you could live the rest of your life on what you have. Wouldn't fuck you money type responses start creeping into your head? Because oh, I gotta be, 100%. I gotta be honest. There's days, you know, on some of the jobs I've had in the past, that the only thing keeping me from shitting on the desk of somebody was that I needed the job. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, if I won the lotto, like, there's, I would go back to old jobs. There's a couple of people who I would shit on their desk. Yeah. My current boss, I like a lot, so I wouldn't. But yeah, I have a history of people. Like, I have a list still. <laughs> oh Jesus! You're like yeah. uh, what's it, Steve Buscemi in that Adam Sandler movie where he's like marking off like one by one all the people he wants to kill when he gets older. Yeah, it might be like uh, more like The Bride in Kill Bill Volume One and Two. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, so that's Miami in a nutshell. Um, I'm sure as we go along, we'll think of some other things that have happened that we didn't talk about this week. Um, there was a lot going on uh, while we were down there, even though yeah. it was relatively tame in the sense of. A lot of just hanging out, bullshitting, catching up, stuff like that. But yeah, no docking took place. But Mike, uh, when he gets off the uh, podcast today, is going to go home and try the uh, bus driver on his wife. Good luck with that. Yeah, Uh, she'll have that stop sign up from that bus probably immediately. (laughs) Beep beep! Don't forget to wave. Yeah. (laughs) All right. With that, I'm going to wave now. I'm Michael Carter. I'm David Michael, and we are taking a bus ride. (laughs) Ridiculously (laughs) bored. Beep beep. Hi. (laughs) 